Did you know that NITEC offers free technical support services to healthcare facilities and emergency medical services to assess their readiness and response capabilities for special pathogens, including on-site and virtual consultations from NITEC experts? To find out more, visit us on the web at NITEC.org. This is Transmission Interrupted, the podcast series from NITEC, the National Emerging Special Pathogens Training and Education Center. Welcome to Transmission Interrupted from NEETEC. Hello, and welcome to Transmission Interrupted. My name is Vanessa Raba, and I'm an adult and pediatric infectious disease doctor at the NYU Grossman School of Medicine. For those of you not familiar with us here at NEETEC, our mission is to increase the capability of the U.S. public health and healthcare system to safely and effectively manage individuals with suspected and confirmed special pathogens. We do this in conjunction with the CDC and funded by ASPR, the Assistant Secretary for Preparedness and Response. On today's episode, we have a special guest, Abby Hollis, who's here with us today to talk about kids coping with COVID-19. Abby is a certified child life specialist at Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. Welcome to the show, Abby. Thank you for having me. To start off, can you explain to our listeners what child life is? Child life specialists are certified professionals who work alongside an interdisciplinary team in both healthcare and community settings, um, like doctor's offices, dentist offices, hospice, camps, child protection and advocacy centers, and also funeral homes. And we help children and families cope with the stress of hospitalization and acute and chronic illnesses through therapeutic interventions, procedural preparation and support, and through play. Child life specialists have a strong background in child development, and we have to have a minimum of a bachelor's degree in child life, human growth and development, or psychology, or another related field. We have to complete a 600-hour clinical internship and sit for a certification exam as well. With the COVID-19 pandemic still going on now into 2021, how should we be talking to our children about what's going on and ways to stay safe while they're doing different activities like going back to school in person? When talking to children about the ongoing pandemic, it's important for parents and caregivers to welcome the conversation with their child to allow them to ask questions. If their question is something that you may not know the answer to, Encourage them that they did ask a great question and that you will try your best to find that answer for them. Also explaining the why to your child. Why masking? Why social distancing? And why quarantining from family or friends has been important. Also as a parent, admitting that it's okay to be scared of COVID and encourage your child to be honest with their caregiver or trusted adult about how they're feeling emotionally, mentally, and physically. And honesty with your child, too, in a developmentally appropriate way is also important because even if they don't get that honest answer from you, they likely will get it from somebody else. You mentioned that they can get that information from somewhere else. Where are our kids getting information about COVID-19? I believe this depends on their age and their access to outside information. For younger children, I would say that They are very observant and they learn through demonstration, whether that be from you or another child or another adult. So a lot of that information is coming from adults, older siblings, school, friends, and if they have access to it, the media. I know kids at a very young age are becoming much more tech savvy than we will ever be as adults from my own personal experience. 
but that gives them access to all that same information, misinformation that we know a lot of adults are struggling to sort through, much less children. And it tends to be information that is more abstract, what's going on in the world. What happens when COVID-19 becomes personal? When a child gets sick or a close friend or family member, how do we then approach having that conversation when it's something that's directly involved in a child's life? There are a lot of great resources out there right now, but there's one in particular that I like to use in the hospital when I'm working and talking to kids about COVID. It's a book called Coronavirus, a book for children by Elizabeth Jenner, Kate Wilson, and Nia Roberts. In the book, it talks about what COVID is, how it affects other people, and what healthcare providers are doing to take care of their loved ones. So I think when talking to kids about COVID, kind of explaining to them what it is, you know, that it's a kind of germ that's so small that you can't even see it, and that people are getting sick from this new germ, but they're not getting sick because they did something wrong or they didn't follow a rule. COVID is not a punishment. I think a lot of the things in the media right now can make it seem like that. So making sure that kids know that it's not a punishment and they're not getting it because they're doing something wrong. And then it also talks about what happens when they get COVID-19, emphasizing that it affects everybody differently. Again, going back to the media, COVID and death are very much correlated in the media right now. So as a child seeing that, that can be really scary, especially if you find out that either they have COVID or their parent or their grandparent, they might associate that with death. So making sure that the child understands that not everybody dies from COVID and that some people get more sick than others but that first responders, doctors, nurses are doing everything that they can to care for and learn about COVID and how to best take care of people. And then also explaining the reason if a family member does have to go to the hospital for COVID, explaining that a family member has to sleep at the hospital to be close to his or her doctors because this germ is making them too sick for them to sleep at home. And then providing reassurance that the medical team is working very hard to make sure that they get better soon. We'll have a link to some of those resources on our website. But from your experience, is there anything that parents should not be saying to kids when this happened? Is there anything that a parent can say that will make a situation worse? Again, I think honesty is really important with kids, but also being mindful of what you're saying to your child because kids are very observant. They learn through demonstration. So if you're talking poorly about someone, nine times out of 10, that child's going to go back to their friend or go back to school and say that as well. And that can cause confusion not only for your child, but also others around them as well. So just being really mindful of what you're saying and how you're saying it. I think our kids learn a lot, not just from what we say, but how we act. So I think making sure that those line up and making sure it sounds like we're listening to our kids and really being honest and straightforward with them, even if we don't know an answer. Is that right? Definitely. And listening to your child is important too. That way, if they have any misconceptions about COVID, you can address it and really talk to them about that and making sure that they do understand what's going on in the world. Now, how do we help our kids digest all this information? Because there's a lot out there and a lot of misinformation. What are things that we can do to help them cope with COVID-19? One thing that has come out of this pandemic that I've noticed as a former preschool teacher and now as a child specialist in the hospital is that children are incredibly resilient. And if they have the appropriate support and guidance, they can really adapt to many different situations, whether that's virtual or in-person school or going back and forth from those two. 
canceled events or isolation from friends or family. And an interesting concept that I'm thinking about is that as child life specialists, we provide procedural preparation for things that are happening in the hospital prior to a procedure for a child so that they know what to expect and they know what they're going to feel. And then we help provide some positive coping techniques for during that procedure to help them succeed. And if we have that same idea and that same concept just in day-to-day life, then it might help the child cope a little bit better long-term. So explaining to them what they can expect in this new normal, quote-unquote new normal, and the purpose behind something, it may help them cope better with the situation at hand. I recently saw a video that was very interesting, and it was talking about, can a child really break a rule that they didn't know existed? Or do children really know if it's right or wrong if they don't know, if they haven't been taught that? So just, again, having that honest conversation with your child and providing them with that support and guidance to help them adapt to different situations right now. What are some of those different situations and challenges that kids are struggling to cope with due to COVID-19 that we can help prepare them for? I'd say just like adults, isolation is very hard for kids right now and not being able to see loved ones that they might have been able to see a year ago and then getting used to this new normal. But for some kids, this is their normal. They don't know any different than masking or social distancing or talking to family members over video. So that might become a challenge for them once this is over, you know, helping them adapt back into the world. And then screen time burnout, too, I think is a big thing for adults and for children. So making sure that kids are having that time to be away from their computer and being encouraged to step away from the TV or their tablet. And then I would also say lack of socialization with other children in their age groups. If they have siblings, their sibling, unless they're a twin, their sibling is likely older or younger than them and may not be in their developmental age group. So not getting to socialize with children at their own age is also another challenge that I think kids are facing right now. What are some of the signs that we should be on the lookout for to say a child might be having a hard time dealing with this and need a little bit more support? I would say changes in sleep and eating patterns, increased aches and pains, stomach aches, headaches, hyper-awareness of their health. It is important to make sure that your child knows that they need to and can be honest with you about how they are physically feeling. But if you notice that they're hyper-aware of it, that's something to look out for. Increased clinginess or increased withdrawal from you or spouse or other siblings. And then also increased worry about what's going on in the world. And it's also important to talk to your child's pediatrician, teachers, or school counselors for the best way to help navigate and support them through the stressors that the pandemic is bringing about. I think that's a really important point that with so much focus on health and illness and symptoms that there is this hyper-awareness. And it's something that not only parents should be cognizant of, But teachers, healthcare providers need to have that on their radar, too, to understand if there's something that the child is complaining about, what might be going on, and to assess whether or not this anxiety or the stress from COVID is playing a role in causing that. Now, if you have a kid who is having some of these symptoms that maybe they need a little bit more support, what are some of the resources that are available to help these kids? On the Association of Child Life Professionals website, childlife.org, There are some really great resources on COVID-19, 
I've definitely been referencing back to those as I've started to navigate through this pandemic as a healthcare worker. There's articles, handouts that your child can work through with you, books, videos, all of those things. There's a lot of really great resources. So I think it's, it's really important that parents know they're not in this alone. It's something that they should feel comfortable talking to their pediatricians about, their school teachers about. And those are going to be the people who really have good insight into what are some of those other local support sources in their area. Are there more community groups? Are there resources that are more hands-on and are accessible to them? But also thinking about these things that are more for parents that you've mentioned that can help engage them with talking to their children, like these videos, like these books that are really geared towards kids of different ages at their developmental stage to help parents understand where to meet their child at. And we'll have a link to those on our website so that everybody can access those. Now, just to wrap things up, are there any lessons that we as adults can learn from how our children are handling the COVID-19 pandemic? I would say as a parent, paying attention to those signs of stress in yourself, just like you're paying attention to those signs of stress in your child. I am not a parent, but I can imagine that if my tank is empty, I can't give fully to my child. So making sure that you're taking care of yourself as well and recognizing when your social tank is empty and spending time alone to recharge, recognizing and asking for help and support when you need it, paying attention to the amount of screen time yourself that you're spending and knowing when to step away from the screen. One of my favorite things that I've been able to do right now is just sitting down in the hospital and just playing with kids. It helps me recharge and it brings smiles to those children's faces. So spending that time as a parent to sit down and just play with your kid or go play outside with them. And as it starts to get cooler, it's nice now. So spending more time outside would be really good. And establishing ways yourself to cope with this stress and establishing some self-care routines as well. Thank you, Abby, for joining us today to discuss kids coping with COVID-19. Thank you for having me. For those of you listening at home, thank you for tuning in to this special episode. We'll have a future episode that focuses on coping with COVID-19 for young adults and adolescents. We hope you'll join us for this episode, as well as other future episodes on a wide range of topics, from healthcare worker safety to personal protective equipment and more about infectious diseases of all kinds. If you have any questions for us or ideas for future shows, please feel free to contact us at info at or you can find us on the web at netech.org slash podcast. That's N-E-T-E-C dot O-R-G slash podcast, where you can subscribe to future episodes and find more information on today's topic, including links to the videos, ebooks, and other resources mentioned for talking to kids about COVID-19 at different developmental stages. We'll see you next time on Transmission Interrupted. You've been listening to Transmission Interrupted, the podcast series from NeedTech, the National Emerging Special Pathogens Training and Education Center. Learn more at needtech.org.